Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Brad Underwood's the line. I headed to the NCAA tournament as a number nine seed. Not the best of news because the Illini never seem to pull March Madness upsets. Is this the year, Scott Ritchie? It either will be because they're due or history repeats itself and a team that's only pulled two upsets ever in the NCAA tournament can't get it done. All right, Ritchie will break down his bracket. You won't like it from first look. He'll talk about which Illini need to step up to beat Arkansas and maybe Kansas. We'll even talk some transfer portal in this week's edition of Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome to the March Madness edition of Inside Illini Basketball, where we'll um, heap praise onto our beat writer, Scott Ritchie. What? Yep, all show long. I, <laughs> I hardly believe it. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. We're here for the next half hour or so. Our producer is Ed Bond. He has uh, got his uh, travel gear on already, uh, as does Scott. Both will leave to beautiful Des Moines. Later this week, uh, it is a nice town. It's I've only really driven around it, or mm-hmm. like stopped one night on the way somewhere else. On your way to Nebraska, normally or far the west, it's a big, yeah. big town uh, without a real team. That's how I look at it. Kind of one of those weird. There's not many of those kind of towns left in America. I would argue. What are you going to give me, Drake? Is that what you're going to say? Well. <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I was going to give you the Iowa Wolves. Well, you of, were of the NBA. G- exactly. League. Basically, it's a bigger Fort Wayne, is what it is. Okay, and that's why I like it. Fort Wayne's got the Mad Ants. <laughs> G League unite. Anyway, Illinois opens uh, against Arkansas on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. We're discussing why that game is not in prime time. It's uh, anytime you put an eight nine game in the tournament, it's going to be a good one. This one uh, fits that bill. Yeah, and also just the fact that the game that it's paired with um, is Kansas, and right. we would have thought Kansas would have been in prime time, but it, it's not. Um, yeah, Illinois Arkansas. It's an interesting matchup. It's one I've thought about a little bit because it seemed to be trending in that direction um, for a week or two or so. Um, I think I don't know. First team to make five three pointers wins. Like okay. they're both. Terrible shooting teams. Um, the difference is Illinois shoots quite a bit more threes than Arkansas does. Arkansas really 
leans into the mid-range game. So a little bit of a, a throwback there, but they're probably better around the basket. Um, lots of talent on both rosters. Both teams have probably underachieved this year. Be a great game to watch. That much show is for certain. Listen on the radio. Uh, Scott Ritchie will be joined by Joey Wright and Anthony Zillis from the News Gazette. Uh, just as uh, he took the the uh, the team to Pittsburgh last year, right? And uh, uh, it'll be an interesting couple days in Des Moines. What you're going to be hearing about leading up to that game all week long, of course, is is this. Uh, Illinois underachieves in the NCAA tournament for the most part. Well, it has the last two times it's played. Um, lost you know, a couple of years ago as a one seed to, you know, admittedly, a underseeded Loyola Chicago team. But, again, probably not a game. It was a game no Illinois fan was expecting to lose, a game Illinois probably should not have lost. But, you know, Loyola Chicago and Cameron Crutwig neutralized Io DeSumo. Like, Kofi Coburn had 21 points in that game, and I remember it because he was the only one that maybe played um, to expectation. Uh, last year, barely beat Chattanooga in the first round. You know, it required Coleman Hawkins getting, you know, a game-saving block on Malachi Smith, um, then lost to Houston in the, the second round. Uh, again, maybe an underseated Houston team as, I think there were five. Um, but I heard this on the way into the office today from Lauren Tate. Um, it's just a crazy fact, but Illinois has, in its NCAA tournament history, has only beaten a higher-seeded team twice. They're due. That's what that tells me. And this weekend might be the weekend where where it changes. Um, yeah, that was just incredible. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't looked at it that closely, but um, just wild. So it doesn't I mean, either doesn't bode well for a nine seed or an eight seed, or mm-hmm. like you mentioned, because it happens so infrequently, it's bound to happen now. Um, well, see, it's a. I think I've seen early line. Arkansas is about a three-point favorite. That's probably fair. Um, but three, point, three points, that's almost a toss-up. All right. Illinois will have some fans there. It's a, it's a short drive to Des Moines. Easier to get there than, say, Arkansas. And I'm curious, the Kansas fans who will dominate that crowd, curious as who they'll be cheering for. This always happens at NCAA sites, especially when there's a dominant team like Kansas. That fandom, do they want to play Arkansas? Do they want to play Illinois? What do you think, Scott Ritchie? Well, I mean, are they rooting for the storyline, which is obviously Kansas-Illinois, Bill Self playing his former team for real for the first time ever? Have they played? They played in the tournament a couple years back. Um, back oh, that was that, during the Bruce Weber era. That's more than a couple of years. <laughs> right. So I think that, that storyline is... Oh, it's always fun though. Is old, is is stale. I mean, so no, that that's not part of the equation. I'm just Arkansas has more pros. I don't know if yeah, I think they'd Kansas be more worried about playing Arkansas, just for the potential of their yeah. five stars. And but be curious transfers. Um, but there's going to be probably more Kansas fans than any. I mean, Illinois maybe can compete with there. Closer trip than Pittsburgh was. There was a decent. Illinois contingent in Pittsburgh, but you know uh, this one you would expect more, um, certainly more than if Coleman Hawkins got his way and 
Illinois got sent to, sent to Sacramento. Yeah. All right, here's what happens if they win twice, though. That's where the Illinois fandom will rear its head again uh, for a second time in Las Vegas. You remember, you were there for the first time, and uh, that was a spectacular turnout. Well, Illinois fans dominated that crowd um, at the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, T-Mobile Centers in Kansas City. Um, had more fans than maybe the other three combined, it seemed like at times. Um I'm not opposed to a second trip to Las Vegas, uh, but it's it's not an easy path. Like Arkansas is tough enough, but then like Kansas has more quad one wins than any team ever in the history of quad one wins, and reigning national champs. Still, very good basketball team. That's it, it's not the easiest path to the Sweet 16. All right, pick up your Tuesday print editions if you want brackets. Pick up your Wednesday print editions if you want uh, Scott Ritchie's special section work. Uh, we had to push that up a day because of the women. Uh, Shauna Green's team got pushed to a play-in game. They start Wednesday night, one day earlier than we had all thought. Thanks, NCAA Selection Committee. I was a little surprised by that, um, mostly because... I mean, there's not as many women's basketball like bracketologists, but all of like the mock brackets leading into Selection Sunday had Illinois as a nine or a ten, and avoiding the first four. Um, and I didn't think enough had happened in the last couple of days of last week to change that. But you know, apparently, um, maybe the bracketologists were just not maybe in sync with the committee, who I think clearly had Illinois further down that list than than anybody would have expected. All right, Joe Vazelli going to head to South Bend. Uh, follow him for that coverage. Should be an exciting week. He could be there for like six days, three <laughs> straight games. I kind of like that. Yeah, um, yeah. the women's tournament does it differently with you know, campus sites for the first two rounds and now you know the first four because that's a, a new addition to the women's tournament. Uh, this is, I think just the second season of that, but... Uh, yeah, Joe, I mean, has to pack for the duration. And luckily for me, I just didn't unpack most of my clothes from Chicago in the Big Ten tournament because I never opened my suitcase in Chicago. And I'll just be ready to go. All right, Scott Ritchie is going to be able to afford something fancy in Des Moines, like Golden Corral maybe. <laughs> because is, he's, I, he's, got a, a Golden Corral? he's got a $100 bill coming from... Yours truly, and I'll explain why. Uh, you know, Scott uh, all year has struggled mightily with his prediction record, Ed Bond. Like the worst ever in News Gazette history as far as beat writers predicting the outcome. And sure enough, going to the Big Ten tournament, he, he made the mistake of showing us his prediction before it went to press, and he had Penn State beating Illinois. And there was a revolt in the sports department led by me saying there's no way Illinois loses to Penn State again. I will pay you $100 if it happens. And I had to change my pick. So I took another L in a season full of them. And I, I, I was there in Chicago, had a really good seat, and Penn State won again. <laughs> but just think what you got out of it. Golden Corral for the whole team. You, <laughs> Joey. I'm gonna have to Anthony. I'm gonna have to Google that to see if there's a Golden Corral. And Tom Des Casey tells me there is. Anyway, I just want to let everybody know that it really wasn't Scott's fault. 
But I totally redeemed myself for the entire season because in Sunday's News Gazette, okay. um, Joe Vizelli and I both kind of predicted where Illinois was going to be, you know, what seed, what opponent, what site, and I had Illinois as a nine with a potential matchup against Arkansas mm. playing in Des Moines with Kansas looming as the number one, and all four of those things happened. All right, let me check that. Nope, that doesn't, doesn't, count. doesn't make your prediction record any better. Uh, moral victory. <laughs> hey, we'll take it anyway. Uh, we can get it. Uh, the team again leaves on Tuesday. Uh, our team, their team, everybody's team. Um, um, for what uh, what Richie in seeing your NCA bracket that you tweeted out last night, um, hints at a short stay for Illinois. Way to go, Scotty. Yeah, I had um, several replies to that from variety of fan bases. Uh, so Marquette fans, very very grateful that I had them playing in the national championship game. But there was one reply from an Illinois fan that called me Judas for picking Arkansas. Um, I guess that's fair. That's their feeling. But I just, I just don't see it. Um, not with this Illinois team. And you know, as much as maybe as Arkansas is also underachieved, I've I've watched Illinois all year, and I just I just don't see it for them with a a tournament run. Now maybe they'll prove me wrong. Very easily could, but it's a tough tough road. And my first instinct instinct bracket, which is what I kind of called that one, because I I filled it out in about two minutes. Okay, I just just had Arkansas. Couple things you should know about the Razorbacks, as Osmussen pointed out uh, Sunday night in his instant reaction to a bad draw. They yell, "Woo, pig suey!" a lot, like a lot. Yeah, I mean, that'll be new. I don't think I've. Oh, you... I've missed. Well, Illinois and Arkansas probably should have played last year. They were both uh, in uh, Kansas City for the Hall of Fame Classic or whatever it was called, but Illinois. Um, Lost to Cincinnati and a bad loss to Cincinnati and robbed everyone of what it would have been a top twenty-five matchup at the time. Uh, but I, I guess I just wasn't on the close enough to the court while I was working in the the press room to hear all of those chants and cheers. So I'm I'm a little excited about it. Who picks Suey? I mean, it's certainly memorable and uh, certainly unique. Dana Altman, I still remember this. He momentarily took the job at Arkansas. I think he was at Creighton at the time and seemed a bit stunned at the the, <laughs> the introductory press conference where he was, I think, told to yell, woo, pig, suey. And he's like, <laughs> what the heck? He went back to Creighton. Yeah. Uh, Dana Altman does not strike me as a woo, pig, suey <laughs> kind of guy. Uh, I don't know if Oregon had uh, Oregon clearly didn't have you know a summer kind of chant right took yeah. that job instead. Anyway, he also Arkansas also has a coach who you know if they beat Illinois might rip his shirt off. Seen it happen. I'm kind of I'm kind of oh, that was when he was at Nova- right. Nevada. I'm pro ripping the shirt off though. Eric Musselman is a crazy person, right? I think right. I saw and, him. <clears throat> his uh, support staff is not fond of. Uh, journalist either, but uh, you know, had his I think director uh, ops or video or something mm-hmm. knocked uh, a student journalist's phone out of his hand because he had the, the audacity to do his job. 
Never a good look. That was over the weekend, uh, their early exit in their conference tournament play. But uh, Arkansas, and this will uh, take me to my my youth. Uh, I remember the triplets on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Sidney Moncrief soaring uh, for a two-handed dunk. A lot of us my age probably still have that Sports Illustrated, Scott Ritchie. Marvin Delph, Ronnie Brewer. What I'm getting to is Arkansas has got a tradition that maybe – is hidden by the fact that they're in Arkansas where football is played. Yeah, but, I mean, well, 80s and 90s. They, mm-hmm. NCAA champions. That's a really good program. Nolan Richardson. Remember them? 94, what, 94 feet of hell? Yeah, 94. Anyway, um, fun game. To uh, to watch, fun game to cover. What do we need to know about Illinois? You met. Here's my question, Scott Rich. You met with the team uh, last night after the the introductions were made, or the pairings were released. Ooh, how does uh, Brad Underwood react to what certainly are going to be some questions about his ability to coach in the tournament? It's interesting, and he kind of made the point that you know the, there's no Big Ten championship for Illinois this season um, and that like how our teams remembered and for what they do in the NCAA tournament and that's sort of been what's hovered over this entire season it was like early exits earlier than expected exits last two years um, put it's a little pressure on I mean Brad Underwood would say there's no pressure but um, at some point and he has talked about how just you just have to keep getting to the tournament, and eventually you break through. Well, eventually that breakthrough has to happen. Like, um, this is his. I believe. What I mean, if twenty twenty had happened, this would be his seventh NCAA tournament in ten seasons as a head coach, and that second weekend it's been elusive. His performance with Stephen F. Austin kind of put him on the map, though. Uh, might have uh, yeah, got him that he, Oklahoma State He got right? wins yeah. in the tournament in the, the first rounds and beat good teams. And they did get him an Oklahoma State job. And they just couldn't keep him because they weren't willing to pony up. Um, but the expectation for this team, even you know back in the summer when the roster finally coalesced, was like, all the national discussion was like this team could be better suited for the NCAA tournament than the previous teams where, you know, you had to run everything, not everything, but almost everything through Kofi Coburn. And that a team like Houston just pushing the tempo, flying up and down the court was a problem for Illinois. And in theory, Illinois has that team. They just haven't shown it on a consistent enough basis, but like there's like final four talk about this team before the season started, you know, adding guys like Terrence Shannon, Matthew Meyer, and no one's talking about Illinois in the final four now because that roster just hasn't delivered on those expectations. Maybe they were at those expectations were, you know, out of line. I mean, maybe just this team was never going to be that, but that was the narrative going into the year. So we'll see how they finish it. But, you know, Underwood's been a little more pointed in his some of his responses this year. I just think as the season has ridden that roller coaster nearly off the rails at times, um, has not been maybe the year anyone expected in that building. 
All right, the early exit at the Big Ten tournament did did no harm. I mean, clearly it didn't. I thought it, it might drop them a seed line eventually. Gave them some days off, so it actually helped. It bummed out a fan uh, base that was dying to, for a long run in Chicago. You could tell in, in the first half of the game against Penn State when Coleman Hawkins was doing his work down low that there were fans in, this, in the building. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not, there might have been like three Penn State fans behind me, but like they were drowned out for most of that game. I got bad news, Scott Reggie. Ed Bond tells me no Golden Corral in the greater Des Moines area. That's just a real disappointment. But Bob Osmussen, our our Nebraska native who's on staff, weighs in. Says go to the machine shed in Urbandale where you'll be staying. Says great food. In like an actual machine shed? (laughs) Who knows? I once went to an adult gentleman's club in in Ames, where you brought your own beer. So they do things differently in Iowa is what I'm telling you. Okay. Bring your own beer in. No problems. 12-pack of Bush. Or he says go 30 minutes north to Ames for the best pizza ever. Great Plains Sauce and Dough Company. Where he told me to get, like, a cheeseburger pizza. Yeah, Bob loves his cheeseburger pizza. Or whatever, hamburger pizza. So there. You still can treat Anthony and uh, Joey with that $100 bill I'm about to give you. Yeah, Hopefully. I st- still have not seen it for our <laughs> listeners. I'm not sure it exists. Um, Big Ten got eight teams in, and, okay, I th- said I was going to be nice to you, but <laughs> doggone it. it oh, was I happy to see Rutgers get the short shrift because all season long I've been telling you they're a fraud, and sure enough, Ed Bond, I'm right. Now, I've been looking at some of the teams that didn't make it, and, like, Nevada, come on, put Rutgers in. Uh, Pittsburgh, like, I get they finished better in the ACC than they have in years, but bad, bad team. Watch your mouth, Jerome Lane. I mean, just, could you give me, like, a more recent? He broke the backboard. Oh, is that is that to send it in, Jerome? <laughs> yes. Like, I know that one. Um, that alone gets you in. That gets you extra credit points. You know, 30 years ago, <laughs> at least. Um, no, I mean, Rutgers, there's a case that they should have been in. Lots of Big Ten teams in the NIT. That's exciting. Yeah. Lots of one seeds in the NIT. <laughs> Put that on your resume. <laughs> I remember when the NIT was kind of a fun thing. I don't. It's, I don't sense that it's like... Well, it used to be like way like back. Anything it was the tournament mm-hmm. before the NCAA tournament became a thing. But um, I think there's just like, like if you're a high seed in the NIT, it's just like we were yeah. this close you to being. Screwed up, we were this close to being in like the real tournament, and here we are playing in this 32 team. Who cares? Event. That's why Illinois fans should be happy, all right? Uh, I know some are bummed that uh, the direction the season took, but uh, at least you're not playing Stony Brook. Or, like, depending on their success, in the, if they would have been in the NIT, they'd have to go on the road for a second-round game because yeah. Journey and Toto will be at State Farm Center mm. on the, over the weekend, I think. Lauren Tate has tickets for that. He's very excited. coming up, at least. It's just like yeah, the last time they were in IT, it wasn't the circus in town, and that's how he ended up going to Florida. All right, uh, give me a uh, roster update. Jay Nepps uh, played a little in Chicago. He should be full go, correct? would imagine. He, yeah. he played three minutes 
against Penn State. Um, did two workouts on Saturday, two more on Sunday. Would it it's just the conditioning to get back to game shape because, I mean, he sat for a week, and you just kind of lose your edge, I think, a little bit. So that'll be the big part, but I mean, he's had time to get in that kind of work. Um, we'll see how much of a difference it makes. I mean, obviously he's like a 10-point-a-game scorer. Another ball handler um, should help if he's maybe closer to what he was pre-concussion. Terrence Shannon hurt his uh, ankle, did he, uh, up in Chicago, or am I imagining that? Twisted it, maybe. All good there. Oh, he did, but then he was right back. I mean, okay. like no they, worries. There was some sort of... Oh, there was a review to check like the shot clock, and like he managed to work it out. He just walked it off, rubbed a little dirt on it, and he was right back in the game. Congratulations to um, all of Champaign-Urbana for hosting the uh, IHSA State Finals over the weekend. Um, kind of fun. Big crowds turned out for the 3A and 4A games. Uh, Metamore looked really good. Moline looked really good. How about Central Illinois coming up winning big school championships? Scott Ritchie, you do not appear enthused or no, knowledgeable. First, Somebody from Eureka I thought would be rejoicing. I'm still, I've got PTSD of the 93 state finals when Pinckneyville beat Eureka on a last second shot. It, I was in first grade. It haunts me to this day. Hmm. Um, 93, 94, 93. That's, that's, um, that's your problem. We've we found it. There it is. Um, the first state title for Moline, um, and potentially two new villains in the Illinois Iowa rivalry because yeah. Owen Freeman and Brock Harding were like, were both going to Iowa next year. Seem to, you know, you know, Brock Harding grew up in sort of the split in the Quad Cities. Owen Freeman transferred in, but uh, leaning into the Hawkeyes. I mean, as they should, but maybe not endearing themselves to the fans that they're going to see at State Farm Center next year. Congratulations to the Maroons and the Redbirds anyway. Uh, doing it right by all accounts. It went well. Enjoyed our coverage. Uh, thank you, Colin Likas, Joey Wright, uh, for doing that. But on to the NCAA tournament. Uh, best chance of a Big Ten team to advance far in your mind, Scott Ritchie? Well, my first instinct bracket last night had uh, no Big Ten teams in the Sweet 16. I might be too close to the situation. I've just watched that conference all year and has not necessarily impressed me. Um, I think Purdue might be in trouble. Oh, I'm Penn State. You like your Nittany Lions? Maybe Indiana. Okay. Indiana might get beat in the first round, though. Let's go data diving, uh, tournament style. Uh, maybe you'll actually bring something uh, to the table that uh, interests me now, or probably not. I mean, probably doubtful. Yeah, but go ahead. I'll I'll give you the airways for a, a minute or two while I, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, makes me really just want to dive right in to this. Um, let's go with something Arkansas-related, since that'll be the matchup coming um, on on Thursday. And it might be just how many two-point field goals the Razorbacks attempt. And an era of three-pointers and layups are your only options if you want if you're talking like super efficient offensive looks. 
28% of Arkansas shots come from the three-point line, which may be good because they don't make very many of them. But their mid-range reliance is fairly interesting. Almost a third of their shots are like mid-range shots. They're a throwback, I guess, which is interesting. And for an Illinois team that defensively, like, forcing tough twos and having, you know, good two-point field goal defense, maybe that makes the matchup a little better. There you go. There's your data. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Ed, do you feel better now? Yep. Ed's Ed's falling asleep (laughs) this time. Uh, I just makes me feel a little bit like Rodney Dangerfield. Just no respect. Can't wait to see Illinois and Kansas play on Saturday. Uh, you say that's going to be a primetime game. I mean, I would. I think oh, it's May early. May the, okay. Start your Saturday with a catching Kansas, Kansas on a on a good time. I know you're you're very high on the Jayhawks, but they again putting back to back tournaments together is is uh, not a certainty there in Lawrence. No, and they I mean they did lose in the Big Twelve championship. Texas to took Texas. them to the woodshed. Yeah, uh, didn't have their coach. But it seems like Bill Self will – he's out of the hospital. So I think he'd be back this week, but right. I guess we'll find out. Be a great uh, a great sight on, on a Saturday. Uh, there isn't anything better than that second-round Saturday game in the NCAA tournament. It's much better than a Sunday for some reason, right? You know, Saturday you can drink the beer and and cut loose. No, Sunday you're worried about the, going to work the next day. Are you? Or do you just like make it a three-day weekend? Yeah, I don't know. Saturday is just a better Or, or make it a five-day weekend because you kind of – Skipped out on Thursday to watch the first game. New twist to our power poll this uh, week. Give me the three players that have to deliver for Illinois to have a chance to to get to Vegas. Uh, at the top of the list, Matthew Meyer, only because I believe in the last two games he is, I want to say, one of 15 from three-point range. Um. Maybe just from the field altogether. Uh, that's not great. Need him to make shots. No, it's from three-point range, one of 15. Holy cow. Um, that can't, I mean, if he does that, they lose to Arkansas. Uh, two, Terrence Shannon, three, Coleman Hawkins. They need the their three best players to okay. be their three best players. Accept it. Yeah, it's kind of straightforward at this point. All right. If those guys don't do it, there's not much of a chance. Anything else we need to know before uh, we cut you loose? Uh, uh, heading west? I think we covered it. Well, I guess one other thing, Transfer Portal officially opened today. It will be open for 60 days, and if you want to be eligible immediately next season and you're not a grad transfer, you have to enter your name between now and then. Isn't that crazy, the timing of it? I felt it was strange for the football transfer portal uh, teams that are preparing for bowl games accepting new players uh, yeah. during that spell. And sure enough, teams that are going to be making the NCAA tournament might be announcing additions to their roster, which uh, can can be unsettling, I think. Yeah, or guys that enter the portal and their team still playing. It was like, yeah, very committed to this tournament <laughs> run, uh, but I'm not going to be here next year. Uh, well, I guess you know, for Illinois, though, Sky Clark is in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's maybe a huge surprise. Hasn't been with the team since January. But, uh, reportedly, uh, 
going to be taking a visit to Louisville, which I guess if he wants to be the guy and the only guy, go to a team that stinks. Um, Louisville is in disarray after one year with Kenny Payne. Um, terrible season. So lots of minutes to be had at Louisville. But uh, funny enough, uh, Arkansas has reached out, apparently, to Sky Clark. They've at least shown a little interest. So, uh, and Not that he was ever going to come back to Illinois, um, but there's just it's official now that he's in the portal. All right, plenty to keep up uh, this week. Follow along at IlliniHQ.com every morning, 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation from Richie. Also play some stuff out on Twitter for you. So uh, good luck, safe travels, Scott Ritchie. Looking forward to all your coverage from the NCAA tournament. But the good news, he'll be back, win or lose, next Monday. We'll see you then.